Welcome back to the Blackfeld and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter. And I'm Mirta. And today we're talking about hindsight bias. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. Right, or the I knew it all along phenomenon. <laughs> there, there you go. I knew it all along phenomenon. Good, uh, good description of it. Um, do you have an actual definition or, or your version of a de- definition to get us done? I think the most simplest definition would be when you're in a situation where an event has happened and when you look back at that event, you view it as being very predictable and you say, oh, I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. When in fact, it probably wasn't predictable at all. Right. Yep. Yep. Pretty much what I've got here. You just see the... Uh... Did I pass? <laughs> you pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see the see the past through, well, not necessarily through rose-tinted glasses. It's not always a positive thing, as we'll get into. Um but you do, yeah. You don't you don't look back on events or you don't remember events with the same uh, uh, I guess view as you had when they occurred, right? Probably even the same accuracy. You're just same misremembering. Accuracy. Actually that's uh that's yeah, the same accuracy is key. The um something I came across while looking for this was did you come across the Mandela effect? No. So this but is, it sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you probably knew about this all along, was I tell you? I, I probably, wait, I was going <laughs> to say, oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> what is the Mandela effect? All right, so this is this is along the same lines, but it's a little sort of like simpler. So I think it's a good way to get into it. Um, it's people remembering things that didn't happen. And they're like absolutely convinced. Like they'll write it on a test or whatever, like absolutely sure that something happened. And the, the reason this came about is how many people think that Nelson Mandela uh, died in a prison in South Africa in the 80s when oh. he got out of prison. And uh, I, didn't write, yeah, I think he died in 2013. I didn't. But, so what? why would people think he died in prison? Because uh, he was famous for getting, you know, uh, put in prison, harsh conditions during you know the civil rights movement right. and everything in South Africa, being the champion of that, and that's like the last a lot of people I think heard of him. So that's really, yeah, well, wow. the last thing that they know of him, sort of thing. So wouldn't the last thing you'd know of him be his release that was highly publicized? Yeah, you think so? Eh? Like a. It was a very momentous. <laughs> it's interesting because this effect doesn't talk about where it's from. I'm sure South Africans don't have this issue. It's True. probably more. Okay, yeah, know, we know. Yeah. The rest, the rest of the world, Western world. Yeah. But there's some interesting ones about this. Um, like how many people have asked about, um, you know, Bugs, Bugs Bunny and all that. What, what do you call that group? Um, Bugs Looney Bunny Tunes. And... Yeah. But how, like, Tunes. How do you spell tunes? Oh, T O O N E S or S T 
tunes. No, it's, e. a, it's actually Looney Tunes. So it's T U N E S. Like a oh, tune is it? That you play. Yeah. Is so, it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah, I knew uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another couple of famous quotes. Uh, you know, the classic Star Wars, the most famous quote from cinema of all time uh, Luke, I am your father. Yes. Never said that. What do you mean? He didn't say it. What? Like he tells him he's his father and stuff, but in, in more words, and he never actually says, Luke, I am your father. No, but the whole, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, but like, not that like never that. happened. No. Like, you know, during that fight scene and stuff, he does tell him that he's his father and stuff, but he never says, Luke, I am your father. That super famous line never existed. You know I'm going to have to go watch that now. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, uh, do you know the play it against Sam? Sorry, sorry, but is this one of those things where you tell us that just because you want all of us to go watch it? So next podcast, no, you're going to go, not, aha. No, I'm not like a mad Star Wars person, so no. <laughs> like, I like Star Wars. I watch the movies because, I don't know, right. they're sci-fi movies, but I'm not super into it, you know? Yeah, gosh, okay. Yeah. Um, and do you know um, Casablanca? They're like, yeah, um, yeah, They're the movie. Against you mean? Sam. Yeah. Sorry, what was the quote? Uh, play it against Sam. No, I don't know that quote. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that doesn't exist either. But it's a famous. Like, See, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason, apparently, for this is is that our memory still wants to, um, or when we recall things, I'm not sure I'm getting the wording right here, but the, the sort of purpose of the thing, um, it, our brain wants to rationalise them, so it needs to, it, it still wants to fit what we remember with what makes sense, rather than just remembering it. Right. So, for example, the Looney Tunes thing is a good example of that. Like, if you think, oh, well, of course it's tunes, because cartoons, Looney Tunes. Makes sense. Yeah, why, would be, why would we choose? Um, so, hmm. yeah. So that's the Mandela effect. Um, so that's not super important, but it's, it's the same underlying premise as this hindsight bias, um, which can be, uh, you know, I was going to say can be more important, which is more important. Right. We need to understand. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the main, the main sort of, uh, thing of this, right, is to make our, make our understanding or our recollection of things make sense or to make ourselves feel better about something happened because we think, oh, I'm very smart or oh, I knew that. Do you know what? That's actually, um something that I was when I was doing my research on the topic that I came across and I remember thinking now in hindsight I remember thinking that this bias to me is a perfect amalgamation of making a decision in your limbic system in your emotional sort of um, side of your brain part of your brain and then post rationalizing it oh, in yeah. your frontal lobe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably, yeah, as you said, either to make yourself feel smart or if you regret a decision. 
um, which speaking of, I told you that I ran over a dog a few days ago. Yeah. And it happened super quickly. It happened within a matter of seconds and the dog literally ran on, under my back wheel. Um, but now that I'm thinking back on it, I feel like, because I felt so bad about what had happened, I feel like I should have done something other than obviously run him over. I didn't do it on purpose. But I feel like I had no, I had enough time to act. I definitely should have, you know, I should have stopped. I should have seen it coming. Which is right. probably quite quite a good example of of um of a bias at play because obviously if I could have at that point done anything, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's actually quite a pivotal I mean, point I mean, in the bias as well. As well, right? You, you didn't go right over him or anything. Yes, yeah, so I break. did actually stop. Yeah. I did actually stop and kind of catch him with my back wheel. I literally had to back up off of him. It was horrible. He he yeah. lived, FYI. Yeah. To everyone listening, he lived. Um, Sorry, I got my headphones on, so my, my dog can't hear. Yeah. Horrific story. Hey, Fly. I love you, Fly. <laughs> I love dogs. Just for anyone out there listening, I'm a big dog lover. But the person walking the dog was not paying a lot of attention to the dog or the lead and was on her phone while she was walking. And the dog literally just ran off and took off and went under my car. Um, but because I even told you this in the seconds before it happened, I remember looking at her and thinking gosh you're not paying attention like something's gonna happen and this is probably why I think in hindsight I should have known and I don't know I should have done something else yeah. um, I should have acted differently but I think that's I was about to say that's the pivot where you think something was like an outcome such as me running over this poor pup was predictable like if it was that predictable I would have done something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it makes it. And the amount of times, right? You, think, you I don't know, you're, you're, you're driving along, you hear something funny in the car or something. You go, "Ooh, that sounds a little weird. I wonder if something's wrong." And then you never think about it ever again. But then, you know, if you're on a longer trip and you broke down in the middle of nowhere, you go, "Oh, God, yeah, I knew that was going to happen." Yeah. Like, no, like, like, did you do all this on purpose? Did you cause this situation on purpose? Now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's one of the things. Um, uh, apparently, I assume this is with all first responders. I'm trying to remember where I read it, but it, um, to do with cops anyway. You know, when they get to like a scene that they were they were going to, or they were whatever, and somebody's died or been murdered, or yeah, they couldn't rescue them. Whatever the situation is, you know, obviously somebody else has been hurt. And they blame themselves. And so apparently they, they get them into, well, at least down, you know, the center world about the States. Maybe they, I don't know. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> US cops. <laughs> anyway. Um, down here. Um, yeah, they apparently get them into sort of like counseling sessions and things to, to make it, make sure that they understand that it wasn't their fault. And yeah. And everything because the risk is you know they start thinking oh I, I should have gone faster i should have just you know i should have got there quicker 
Yeah. The risk of that, of course, is next time, you know, they go 160k down the street and clean out, you know, yeah, some kids playing on the side of the road or something. Exactly. So, so you still want people making rational decisions, and this is one of the, the negatives, right? Is we don't learn from our experiences, or we or we or we interpret and, and learn the wrong thing if we let hindsight bias tell us what we think actually happened. It's like all of these biases, rather than looking at the facts. We have this feeling about it, or this, and, and if we act on that, then we start cocking up future things based off something that actually literally never happened. We just remember that it did. Well, our memories are never perfect. Like even in the best situations, I'm not even talking about highly stressful situations. Um, so I think, yeah, we we tend to oversimplify things. Like you're saying about the cop, they're thinking, "Oh, um, I should have, could have done this." And yeah. that's really oversimplifying the situation. They're not really taking into account so many other variables that caused this. Yeah, um, exactly. And just saying I should have driven faster and then everything would have been fine. I would have arrived on time. Really, though? Like nothing else yeah. was at play here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh, makes sense. Um... But I actually remember seeing a program about... Um, this one I think it's on Netflix and it's it's a series around how people think and how easily we're fooled um I have to find the name of it it's super interesting one of the episodes they basically did an experiment where they faked a um, robbery in a park somebody ran up and took someone's purse and ran off and there were a bunch of eyewitnesses and they interviewed them post the event the police interviewed them and they all remembered everything very very differently <laughs> um, right. even down to the color of the coat that the person was wearing um, and then at the actual trial they remembered things differently again oh so where like their post interview which was already wrong <laughs> They yeah. were already wrong in the post interview with the facts that they gave the police um, or the account of, of their their um, witnessing account. Yeah. But then like a couple of weeks later at the trial, they were completely contradicting their previous, you know, testimony as to what they remembered. Huh. Uh, that's quite interesting. I guess that's why they... Is that why cops get people to make a statement as fast as possible, I suppose? It's not even record. to do with time. Oh. No, it's it's just a whole bunch of biases um, that come into play. Um, for example, if I'm in a jury and somebody, someone confidently says the coat was red that the perpetrator was wearing, yeah, even the confidence with which they say that would right. make me question my own oh yeah actually i think it was red you're right right gotcha so there's a whole bunch of um biases even conformity bias in terms of fitting in socially um yeah yep so that makes sense yeah so you've got this just memory playing havoc with you um because you get... it is trying to make sense of things yeah i guess but uh, but I guess the the major problem, yeah, is our is our default is often that we're right, 
which means that we end up with this overconfidence that, oh, well, you know, I knew that situation, so I'll know more again in the future when actually you just got lucky or you're just remembering it differently or something. Oh, um, by randomness. Yeah, pulled by randomness. I know I keep referencing that book a lot by Christine Taylor, but um, we, we, our brain's tendency is to try and find patterns and try and find what makes sense. But sometimes there is no sense. We, we don't live in a, oh, well. Um, depends on what your beliefs are, but we, I believe we don't live in a simulation, <laughs> um, which means that random stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, maybe like a business example? Let's get off my I ran over a dog. <laughs> Do you have uh, well, a business I mean, example? <laughs> the classic thing is just um, something pans out, a certain, you know, um, a certain way, uh, you know, the result of, let's say, testing a new product or um, an even simpler example, uh, how you think like a project's going on track or or just day-to-day work is going on track or, or not. Um, and then it starts to go off track or something happens. And you go, oh, I knew that was going to happen, which is funny because it's like, well, I didn't do something about it then. Yeah. Um, but it's this belief that, you, you know, you're like, oh, no, I really saw that because, you know, the team was doing X or Y or whatever happened. And the problem is, yeah, we get this, like, overconfidence that we, we know what's going on when we don't. So we actually have less understanding of our system or our team or whatever we're doing. But we believe we've got a better than average understanding of it, um, which doesn't yeah. make it very useful for knowing how to, you know, manage it and make decisions and stuff in the future. It makes us worse and worse. Um, the other thing there is that I think uh, it builds a, I was going to say it builds a lack of trust. It's not really the right way of saying that, is it? Um, it diminishes others' trust in our our judgment calls. Yeah, if you're if you're always present to something, or if you're let, let's say you and I are both in some team or both working together on something. Um, and you notice that I keep having this opinion that I know what's going on after the fact, and you're like, oh, no, you don't. Then when I'm talking about something else, you, you're just going to probably assume that the same thing's going on. But right. I'm not. Yeah. So that's not good either. Like, you know, we want, we obviously want others to trust our judgment calls more, uh, but also we should want that because we should want our judgment calls to actually be decent. And they're not if we, you know, we lean on this uh, uh, this bias, essentially. Yeah, I actually had, um, and you brought up a good point saying, well, why didn't you do anything about it? So if you see these red flags that you don't actually, at the time, obviously didn't think they were a big deal. Yeah. And then after the fact, you say, oh, I knew it because of this, this, and this. And then you start remembering things that probably in the moment weren't on your radar, but you're backtracking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or actually... judging others on it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Or judging others on it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're saying, um, oh, God, it was obvious that was going to happen. You know, blah, 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 the useless manager. You think they yeah. would have done something about it. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem-solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. But I think, yeah, the, the main point here is that it's always a surprising event. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because if it was truly predictable if and we was... knew it, we would have yeah. reacted to it. Like Exactly. You know, like if, if in your circumstance, you know, the the uh, there was a lady straining with a German shepherd that was trying to sprint at the road and all of a sudden it sprinted at the road and let go of her leash and was coming right at you and then you're like, Oh, what? Like yeah. <laughs> You would have done something about it. You would have stopped ages ago. Exactly. It's a bit, bit different to, you know a sneaky little corgi making its way <laughs> to the road. Oh, poor poor Bob. Somehow pulling the leash out of its own hand. Um, but what it did actually now cause is that now whenever I, in the past three days since this happened, and we have heaps of people walking dogs in our street, um, yeah. now I don't trust myself to... <laughs> now I'm just lying down because I'm, like, I'm not going to react fast enough in case something happens. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm not sure that's an anti-hindsight bias or something. It's yeah. It's not that I feel like I have false confidence in my ability to predict the future. It's I I've lost confidence in my ability to predict yeah, the future. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I spoke about this ages ago to you. How I'm not proud of it, but how I did not go to an exam at, during my uni days. Um. I went on a date instead. It was pretty much because I got really good at predicting whether I was going to pass or fail an exam. Yeah. And I was so sure that this one I wasn't going to pass anyway. Yeah. So I made a decision. You know what? It's just going to be a did not sit. And I'm just going to go and have fun anyway. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but I had this false confidence of, of yeah, I know. Like if I if I say I'm gonna, I wasn't one of those who would say things to people like, oh, I think I did terribly. I think I failed, and then I get an A. You know. Yeah. No, usually if I said, oh, I failed this one, then I actually failed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Which brings us on to the whole thing that you were mentioning about foreseeing future, which I'm calling mm. clairvoyant. You know, you overestimate your clairvoyant ability and you make this poor decisions, basically, that you don't really think through. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we overcome the bias? I think it's probably the next prediction. I, I mean, yeah. But it's the predictions, but it's actually recording them and uh, not trust, trusting your memory, but trusting your log. So logging decisions, um, you know, we've done this forever with um, workflow management and project management. Um, you know, asking someone, all right, what states are going to be in on Friday? Or what, what states, how are you going to be going tomorrow? And then tomorrow or Friday or whatever, um, seeing how they're going and comparing it to the prediction they made. And obviously that it does two things. One is that actually, I mean, the primary purpose we've always done it for is to develop your prediction skills. You start to yeah. get your eye in for being able to see when it's going to go off the rails. Um, but the other effect is, of course, this, is it's, it's actually fact-checking with data rather than your opinion of, of something. 
Yes. Um, and that's the important thing, right? If we don't learn from our experiences, we won't we won't consider why things happened. We won't, you know, get better at things. We'll we'll just glaze over it with this hindsight bias. So this is the important part. So yeah, I think I think that's the key. It's predictions. Checking right. what's it didn't even I know that we've done that. You're right. We actually do that a lot in in our team in Viago. We we use predictions. But it, that, yeah, that actually never occurred to me. I, I actually went down the, the the route of like a PRT tool, a prerequisite analysis that we do. Oh, yeah. Where we explain the logic of an action. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a transition logic sort of thing. Yeah, like a transition logic. Yeah. Yeah, not a PRT, a transition logic. So when we're actually planning for something and we name the action we're going to take and then we actually well the effect we want to cause the action we're going to use to cause that effect and then yeah. we actually explain why we explain our thinking yeah and i think that's very 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 important so that you can't actually go back and say oh i knew it all along no this is actually what you knew it's right here we recorded it yeah these were your actual thoughts at the time yeah. of making this decision Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's pretty key. Um, that, yeah. Why do you think something's going to go the way that it is? And then another thing um, that I noted down is I have, especially before I go into a meeting, um, and now with all the meetings being virtual, I actually stole this off of Craig um, Chilcott. Oh, yeah. So he used to do this thing where he'd have um, especially when he was having meetings with auditors who'd come to his factory. Yep. Um, he would have a post-it note that said, don't DRP, meaning don't just act irrationally and react to someone emotionally. And he would look at that before responding to the auditor <laughs> to sort of gauge his responses, sort of um, gauge is not the right word, but yeah, um, keep his responses under control, I guess, and seed being calm. Um, I kind of do that a lot as well now. Okay. So I will have a, depending on who I'm speaking to and what the meeting is about, but in this context, um, I could easily say how, if we are brainstorming and making decisions as a team, how I could have a, I'm not a clairvoyant <laughs> post-it note. Yeah, right. And neither is anyone else in this room. So if anything smells like, you know, someone speaking subjectively yeah. from, you know, I have really good gut feel about this or intuition about this. Yeah. Um, to sort of raise that as a red flag. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's like a lot of these things, the, the, the awareness of them makes a big difference, right? Yeah the awareness of the bias for sure looking for looking for these things probably probably should have said this a long time ago if you've been listening along for a while and you want to get better at these things um i know the first activity we do for a lot of the tools of bbit is an identification exercise because often people say i didn't know where to use the tool i didn't have any examples to use it so the very first thing we do before you actually get into learning how to use it is to just look for situations in which it applies it's probably the same here 
the best way to get better at a lot of these things is to, I don't know, maybe for the next week or even the next two days, just try and jot down any examples you see in yourself or in others of hindsight bias. And it just increases your sort of awareness of it to look for it. Yeah, um, that's a good one. And then, yeah, if you think people are making it, you're making it, whatever. Um, as you say, either a, a little warning card for yourself to remind yourself or um, the making a prediction process, you know, make a prediction, then after the fact, check what happened versus your prediction. And as you said, if you want to do that even better, you can actually write out why you think the prediction is going to happen or why you think this action is the right action and then check that after the fact as well. Yeah. Yeah. Build on your logic. Yeah. It's a muscle, isn't it? It is, yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. The more the more you the more you look for these things, the more you see them. Yeah. The more you see the more you see them and aware of them you are, uh, the more you sort of act on them and, and sort of improve. Um and you're not just I mean, the thing with all these biases is you kind of just at their mercy unless you do something about it because they're just yeah. known human conditions. Like they're just side effects of our brain being good at other stuff as we get these negative logs. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one of the good examples of how like automated this was was something I came across where they said about um, they had a, if they have a blurred image, right, and then slowly it gets uh, more and more uh, detailed, you got to guess what the image is. And, you know, let's say it takes one minute to fully resolve and the average person takes 40 seconds to resolve it. Um, when later on asked about how long they think the average person should take, they, they use a much lower time because they think they were much quicker. Yeah, because once they, once you know something, you don't, un, you can't unknow it. Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, it's a picture of that, you know, Horse or whatever. Yeah, I think I saw that pretty quick. Yeah. Know, it should, should take people about 10 seconds, 20 seconds, something like that. It's just the well, horse. It's, there's nothing complicated about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. When actually yeah. it took them twice as long, but their hindsight bias makes them think that others should, should get it faster. Yeah. Well, this was the original study, I think, wasn't it, that Kahneman did? I could be completely wrong on this, so don't quote uh, me. The original was Kahneman, but I can't remember what the study was, so... I think um, they asked a bunch of people to predict um, Nixon was going in for a meeting, I'm going to say Russia or China, right. <laughs> back in yep. the 70s, um, and obviously had 15 or so um, points they were going to be discussing, and, and the outcomes of those points were, uh, people were asked to predict them. Yep. And the after the fact, the ones that they got right as opposed to the ones they get, got wrong, they were asked to rate the probability, how certain were they, they that this was gonna that the outcome was gonna be what it was. So the <laughs> ones that they got right, they were like, oh yeah, I'm a I was you know almost a hundred percent that this was gonna yeah. And the ones that they got wrong, even those they were like, yeah, yeah, well, I was pretty certain that, but yeah, but you didn't call it that way. How certain were you that this outcome was actually going to happen? No, 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 I didn't call it at the time, but I was pretty certain it was going to go the other way. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, right, that's funny. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's huh? us for today, I think. Cool. Yep. You're really interesting. We should build this into the black we... belt in thinking. What's that? Sorry. Build in some biases into our black belt in thinking program. Just as a side note. Yeah. Use this yeah. tool to, to, you know. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should make some auxiliary courses for it as well. You know, you've done the you've done the foundations, or you've done, um, you know, the whole the whole black belt, and um, yeah, maybe we should look at making a few add-on courses. So it's like, oh, how to where well, you build a skill example, how to, of how to recognizing with, the bias and then bias. dealing with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We should do that. Yeah, we should watch the space. Should's should a great word, isn't it? We should, should have, could have. Would have one day, yeah, one day, someday. Yeah. What was yeah. that? Someone, someday, one day, nobody, never. I oh, can never remember yeah, that. Whatever it is, yeah. Or everybody, always, nobody, never, nothing. Something like that. Yeah. Or the extremes that people do. All right. Cool. cool. See you all. I was say next week, next fortnight. <laughs>